1: Welcome to the beginning of Series 42, everyone. This series welcomes back some really great guests, Jeff and John from the System Mastery Podcast. And we're back into some superhero nonsense, but with a really good game this time. So stick yeah. around for that after announcements.
0: I'm like, legitimately, that first up, we don't have any special announcements. I <laughs> like how uh, you put in there, first up. So stick around for announcements. Uh... First up, no announcements.
1: No announcements. I mean, okay. it's, it's standard announcements, and right? And
0: then I want, dear listeners, I want you to know that after this, this part where Ryan wrote no announcements, there are four other <laughs> bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> we do want to let everyone know that the One Shot Network Patreon secret archive is out there. If you head over to Patreon.com slash OneShotPodcast and pledge $5 and up, you'll gain access to the really great bonus content in the archive. This month, we are going to be releasing a bonus episode where we play a game of Hero Dog Saves Town by Alex Roberts from the Ultimate Micro RPG book, edited by our own network overlord, James D'Amato. It was a really fun micro RPG that we covered um, and Alex created a really phenomenal game. There'll even be some audience participation needed since someone needs to take on the role of the dog director in the game and make the critical decisions for us. So make sure you are already subscribed to The Secret Archive so you can get to check that out along with a ton of other stuff that's in there.
1: Uh, Aside from helping the network out with a pledge to the Patreon, there are other more free ways to help us out, and that's leaving a rating and review anywhere you can leave ratings and reviews for podcasts. Uh, We have links in the show notes for various review platforms, uh, but we also check out places like Podcast Addict. These reviews really help others find the show as well as maybe push us up in the rankings, uh, which last I checked, we're actually doing pretty well in Canada, New Zealand, and the Philippines, and a few other places internationally, which is really cool to see. Uh, Did you
0: say like Turkey or something?
1: Yeah, I think Turkey was in there. Uh, Ukraine. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, All sorts of places around the world. Uh, So if you're listening from there. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, It's really great to know that there's people all around the world, hopefully getting something good out of our podcast.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Mm -hmm. Other things you can do to help us is just talk about us online to other people. Uh, If someone asks for podcast recommendations, absolutely feel free to let them know that we make a podcast that you can put (laughs) into your ears.
1: We
0: do. (laughs) Uh, We do. Um, We also love talking about the show with people. So feel free to strike up a conversation with us on Twitter or on our Discord at discord.charactercreationcast.com. We have a really great community of people in there. Um, It's a lot of fun. Every little bit helps us out, and um, it would be really great to see some new faces, uh, hear some new, fa- have other fa- new faces hear us, <laughs> 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 well, um, you know, joining our um, our group, horde, yeah. pod,
1: what, what, we need a,
0: a fandom name. We
1: do need a fandom name, don't we? Um,
0: yeah. I
1: don't think we can define a fandom name. Um, yeah. I thought of one but uh, I it would just feel weird to say it so hey if anybody I'm pretty
0: sure Creationist is already taken for something else yeah. so
1: <laughs> I mean
0: um, yeah I mean let us know what a good
1: fandom name would be yeah it would be fun <laughs> <laughs> for now uh, that's all we have for announcements uh, the non-announcement announcements mm-hmm. uh, but th- thanks for joining us for our Sentinel Comics series everyone enjoy the show Welcome to Character Creation Cast, a show where we discuss and create characters, the best part of role-playing games, with guests using their favorite systems. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan, and this episode, my co-host Amelia and I are excited to welcome back Jeff and John from the System Mastery Podcast to discuss Sentinel Comics, the role-playing game by Greater Than Games.
0: Welcome to Character Creation Cast. We are excited that you are both back again to talk about maybe a better superhero game than last time.
2: Uh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe a better. Never. Say, <laughs> Heroes Unlimited, greatest game of all time. In fact, uh, we didn't tell you this, Amelia, but we're doing it again.
1: Uh, oh no, yep.
0: guys, I brought, I brought the book and the, all the stuff and the, oh, please. Our
1: dastardly plan. Oh no,
0: <laughs> I've been tricked. <laughs>
1: It's just the Sentinel Comics, like, cover over the <laughs> heroes.
0: Like, they can't read the comic book in class. Like, it's actually- There's no such thing
1: as the Sentinel Comics role-playing game. No, oh, it's-, it's all been an elaborate prank. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would be the, the worst That's prank. the
0: worst prank ever.
1: In the history of RPGs.
0: It's been a while since we've had you both on for the worst mm-hmm. game ever which mm-hmm. was, it was great it was just a, a Ryan wrote it, it was so much fun in our outline <laughs> <laughs> but i'm going to say no
2: it was a lot of fun at least several of those characters came out incredibly memorable like i i still tell the story of my elephant who could go from 13 feet to 14 feet you know like Um, it's
0: funny to listen back to those episodes and like hear just like how much i groan like somebody asked at one point they're like can you put together like a soundboard of the angry noises that amelia makes in these episodes um and at one point when you start lying to me about what the rules of the game are just to see what i'll believe (laughs) um you'd think
2: we scripted that
0: oh gosh, terrible i hated it (laughs) anyway do you want to start by reintroducing yourselves for our audience tell people what you're up to all that kind of stuff
2: Absolutely. Uh, I'm Jeff, uh, one of the two hosts of the System Mastery podcast. Uh, system Mastery is a podcast where we go out and try to find old, weird, out of print or just unusual circumstances RPGs uh, and bring them back up into the spotlight for no good reason. Uh, we do a lot of other stuff, too. We, we write several books nowadays, but uh, it's always been about System Mastery for us, and that's, that's the big thing. And then also there's John here. <laughs>
3: Uh, yes. And, uh, of course we do some other non RPG related stuff. We've got, uh, our expounded universe, star Wars book read along, which is currently doing a supernatural novel because I was allowed free reign for a (laughs) hot second and I've ruined everything. (laughs) Uh, and then, of course, again. Movie Mastery, and we've got our bonus content, TV Mastery, which is so much fun. We did The Littlest Hobo, and now we're doing SNCC.
2: Yeah, the opening lineup of SNCC as of 1993, and it is a joy.
1: <laughs> Very cool. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get into this game. Uh, we'll start by discussing uh, what it is all about.
0: What's in a game? Let's start by talking about the setting of this game. What is the setting of Sentinel Comics?
2: Well, uh, Sentinel Comics is set in the uh, Sentinel Comics universe. This is a really interesting uh, backstory to where this role-playing game came from, because it's based on a card game, which itself is based on a series of comic books that do not exist.
1: What? Mm-hmm. That's the <laughs>
2: that's the gimmick here. Um, okay. Yeah, the, the Sentinel Comics universe created by... Uh, Christopher Bedell and oh, my gosh, I'm forgetting the other guy's name. Um, their whole gimmick behind the, they have the Sentinel Sentinel's card game, uh, which is a cooperative uh, one against an or four against an AI boss card game that's been around for forever. Uh, their whole gimmick is they like to maintain an illusion that there has been a company called Sentinel Comics Making comics since the 40s and everything, every little bit of lore in the game, the card game and the role playing game is pulled from those comics. And they go as far as to tell you, like, issue numbers of when things happened and those
1: issues don't exist. It is very detailed. That's amazing. Uh, It it sounds very reminiscent of uh, the Protean City uh, comics podcast, who has a, a very meta like catalog of comic lines that never existed. Oh <laughs> yeah, and the the neat thing is
3: the the actual timeline in the comics for this that don't exist uh, go through in the card game up to a point where there is basically a giant cataclysmic you know crisis event, mm-hmm. and then after that is where it starts in the role-playing game. Mm -hmm. So you have this entire lore background, and then it goes into the role-playing game. But because of the whole cataclysmic event, things sort of get restarted a bit, so you don't have to know everything from before Mm -hmm. in order to play this.
2: It also kind of introduces a sort of new Age of Heroes vibe where the the uh the cataclysm changed everything and now new heroes are rising up from a changed world and that's where you the players are coming in oh that's really cool yeah this this is a lot
1: more interesting uh i because like i thought uh, like looking at the book itself i'm like oh this is probably based on a whole line of comics and this is really cool they've got heroes and stuff that you're looking at from the comics and and that's all made up (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, unlike normal comics, which are not, which of <laughs> course are <laughs> factual yeah, well, documentations of history. Yeah. yeah, it's it's neat.
2: Uh, they, there's a lot of parallels to kind of the big two of comic book development. You can definitely see kind of where the Superman or the Batman is and that kind of thing. But mm. a lot of it is very unique uh, and uh, it's just sort of a fun world. But yeah, every one of the characters you see on the cover is a character who existed in the, in the uh, card game line. Although the, the woman on the far right on the cover is brand new to the role-playing game. The other two are uh, Young Legacy and Absolute Zero, uh, mm. established characters from very
1: early on in the card games line. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, what sort of uh, tools do we need to to play uh, Sentinel Comics? So,
3: the obviously, you're going to need the book uh, or the PDF. There's a lot of resources out there they have form fillable pdf character sheets if you want that or you can just write it down yourself uh and the system for creating your character is going to use dice for most of your randomized selection if you want to do a random character instead Mm. of just picking what you want to do which obviously we do
1: yeah. Oh yes. Well,
2: one thing that's definitely worth saying about this game is that the guided character creation random process is, at least for John and I, I think I'm, I don't mind speaking for him here because I'm just going to do it. Uh, it's like the best random guided character creation I've come across. Wow. Better I than say Heroes say Unlimited.
3: Sentinels Sent- <laughs> Comics Sent- Sent- <laughs> is like the the promise of Heroes Unlimited fulfilled. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the Id- absolutely is the idea that you would have gotten from Heroes Unlimited is what sentinel comics actually delivers
2: yeah Yeah. and i don't i don't want to leave all the credits out i know i I managed to uh cough up christopher bedell earlier but the full list of people i wanted to mention were christopher bedell who create who kind of wrote the universe down adam rebutaro was the artist behind the uh both the card and the rpg Mm. and then the system is cortex inspired so it's got some cam banks influence but the rules designer for this engine was was uh dave chalker so that's that's the full credit list i wanted to get out there
1: nice yeah, I noticed a little bit of uh, the cortex uh, kind of stuff in there. The very little exposure I've had to cortex so far, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool to see. Yeah,
0: the different dye sizes. Cortex derived.
2: And... Yeah, it's very different from standard cortex, um, but it does you can kind of feel where it came from. Yeah, very cool.
0: Yeah, having read through it, it feels like it's pretty easy to kind of follow where character creation goes like the piece by piece like it's a lot of random rolling if you want but like mm-hmm. um it didn't hurt my brain to try and read through it when i was <laughs> when i was looking through yeah. everything i didn't want to cry as i was reading it so i felt like that was a big improvement
2: <laughs> and yeah. i'll go ahead and pile on more hyperbole i've run this game as as the game master and it is my current favorite game to run the oh, wow. uh, the, the dms or gm support tools are excellent
1: yeah, I saw they had uh, some some really good DM style or GM stuff in the in the book itself. But do they have a, a GM a separate separate GM book as well?
0: So they do uh, they have this lovely box um, <laughs> that has like uh, like dry erase cards and stuff that you can put all of the all of oh, various cool. things on, and it has like a really nice screen that has all of the the rules and stuff on it like with um oh that's lovely yeah with nice big print which is a thing that i love because i don't know if you've seen a lot of what gm screens are
1: oh yeah uh, too no, that's tiny cool. to
0: read but like it's beautiful and colorful and so
1: for for the audience at home yeah it's uh it's a very uh if you're familiar with the sentinel comics book itself uh first of all it's a gorgeous book um oh, yeah. and it's laid out wonderfully with different color codings and which I'm such a fan of color coding. Oh, it's so great. Uh, but but the character sheet, it's its all the same style across all of this, which feels very comic booky and very, uh, very visually pleasing mm-hmm. uh, and easy to follow, which is really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Now, for actual character creation, the nice thing is you only really need two 10-sided dice, uh, not percentile, two 10-sided. Uh, well, well the game start. uses D4 through D12. Yeah. Uh, all the randomization is just 2D10 for character creation. So that's nice. I mean, okay. 10, the first first roll
2: is 2D10. But right after that, it'll it'll say things like, OK, for your next role, you'll need a D12 and a D6 or, you know, 2D8s and a D10. Uh, you, you'll never need the D4, but everything else might come up during character creation. Oh, that's true.
0: Wait a lie to just us. to start with. <laughs>
2: hmm? I only lie because I love <laughs> I have bad Don't cut that part. It's so rare that I'm the right one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stories and themes are we playing with in this game?
3: Well, I mean, your, your standard superhero stuff, obviously. Uh, and it lets you decide sort of what era you want to do. Like, it does have kind of a preset setting. But the way that the game works, everything is changeable. So if you wanted to, say, do a Golden Age of Comics type of thing, you mm. can do that. Uh, you could do a street level heroes. You can do, you know, space heroes, whatever you really wanted to do comic setting wise. Uh, it's not really going to be good for things outside of the superhero genre, but mm. For within that genre, it has a wide range of, of available things. Yes. And the default
2: setting, the kind of Sentinels universe that the, their their comic books don't take place in, is sort of a Golden-Silver Age hybrid thing where it, it's very – people don't die. Uh, they beat each other up, and then the bad guys get hauled off to jail, and mm. there's not a lot of stuff about due process or crying in the rain. That that kind of uh, modern era of, uh, of superhero comics is sort of – it's present if you want it, but it's not the default. The the 90s gritty reboot. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot more of that. <laughs> Superman literally flies Lex Luthor to prison and puts him in the prison yard.
1: Because he stole 40 pies in this bed.
0: But is there a Ninja Turtles? supplement for this game? <laughs> uh,
1: actually, I, I think there there
2: aren't any supplements yet. Uh, mm-hmm. All of them, there were several that were announced during the Kickstarter that are on their way, uh, with the first one being a guy's supplement. And guys is, for lack of an easier term, this universe is Deadpool. Uh, he's fourth wall breaking, <laughs> wacky hijinks, has lots of powers that are related to, to uh, doing cartoon stuff. And his book and... Uh, his little ally world and end section is going to be the first one of their books that are coming out. Very cool. And then after that, the Ninja Turtles. Okay. Obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to have uh, your mutant animals.
0: Right. Right.
1: <laughs> Otherwise, how how can you be a, a Palladium Heroes Unlimited clone?
0: Right. Like, Did them? they ever <laughs> come That's obviously out with what that what this mutant is. pelicans one, though?
2: <laughs> there you go. I, I don't know. I I think I might have one of the because I have every old uh, after the bomb and Ninja Turtle supplement. So I think I might have the rules for mutant
1: pelicans. I'm almost positive that there's mutant pelicans. I hate
0: that I'm right about that. I hate that.
1: (laughs) I hate that. Like, I can't
0: even joke about that game because you're like, yeah, obviously that's a thing. (sighs)
2: Well, I mean, that's not that's not Heroes Unlimited. That's TMNT and other strangeness. Another Palladium game. Mm -hmm. But hey, there's a multiverse. They all connect.
1: Uh, Exactly. After the bomb, adds like hundreds more mutant animal soaps as well. Um, plus, there's, uh, you know, the the dinosaurs and stuff that you can exactly. do. Too. Uh, but yeah, from uh, TMNT,
2: uh, Turtles in Time,
1: or whatever it was called, yeah, yeah. So uh, back to Sentinel coming. Uh <laughs> What what then do characters do exactly in this game? Um, we got the different types of settings that we can do. So we just superhero stuff, I, I assume, right?
3: Yeah, pretty much. It's, uh, you know, like we said, very, like, big bombastic hero, you know, you take down the mastermind villain and their doomsday machine. Mm. Uh, it's, It's much more like you are a big shiny hero. This is a villain. Go take them out rather than, like, say, a masks where it's much more about, like, a lot of interpersonal sort of things, and mm. the struggle of being a teen and a hero. This is like being a hero is great, <laughs> Don't it's be not a hero, and it's not a metaphor for anything. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> is it like? Is there any element of like that balancing between your heroic life and your normal life, or is it just like
3: this is super? Well, there definitely can be.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You, you can if if it's in some comic book somewhere, you can recreate it here. Mm. Uh, the The big thing about this game is that uh, it uh, is very driven by being about uh, scenes. So they want to try and recreate comic panel Mm -hmm. architecture with with their role playing style, Um, which means that you don't you never even when you're like, okay, we're going to unless you're doing like a little hang around session, even if you're researching the big bad villains plan, there is a ticking clock. There are obstacles that are going to be being thrown at you all the time, and that's because they want to maintain that kind of driving pace that. a a good comic book would have. Mm -hmm.
3: I mean, you're still allowed to go visit Aunt May if you want to (laughs) and just hang out, but you know,
2: but anytime you're doing anything related to superheroing, there is a clock driving your action, uh, which we will get into when we talk about gameplay style. I'm sure. Very cool.
0: What do you think makes this unique from other superhero games that you've played? Like you've said that this is one of your favorites. Like,
3: I think the biggest thing for me is that this game allows for both a level of crunch in the game that I really love when it comes to superhero games in particular, Mm. but also gives you a lot of freedom as far as reskinning things Mm -hmm. goes, making, uh, powers, descriptors, what you do your own thing. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, if I take, A power from here and, you know, let's say I just have cold energy as one of my powers and then I go get an actual ability that's like, uh, you shoot someone and they take some damage. Great. I can reskin that however I want it to be, whether I want it to be, I shoot like an icicle or I freeze their blood to make them chilled or whatever it <sighs> happens to be. There's no specific way in which powers interact with the world outside of the, like, dice mechanics. And there's nothing
2: stopping you from just making them up. When you're looking at the uh, the power listing, you'll see that there's a couple of categories, like athletic and materials and so on. Mm-hmm. Those categories are almost as drilled down as they are willing to go so if you're looking at athletic and you see like agility speed strength vitality and you felt like adding immovability or burrowing or something like that which is already in uh, tra- mobility but what are you gonna do um there's nothing there's no reason not to you can you mm-hmm. can build your character to look the way you really want them to and uh it's interesting because one of the things i generally don't like about superhero role-playing games, with ob- the obvious exception of Heroes Unlimited, <laughs> the greatest game ever. Um,
0: <laughs> <Dang it>. the,
2: <laughs> I don't like it when the power list is extremely specific, where you're like, well, I get web slinging. Here are the three things that web slinging can do. And, you know, when you look at a Spider-Man comic and he clearly does 11 other things, oh, those mm-hmm. are different web slinging powers that you can get later. Okay, you say uh, this as
0: we all got, like, some form of flight, and it was like... F- w- Like winged flight with feathers, winged flight with no feathers. (laughs) Like, oh, I don't like when the powers are specific.
2: well you see there's a there's a magical quality to heroes unlimited which is that i played it when i was 12 I
0: okay <laughs> yep. you're right that erases any logic yeah, i'm not flying with statement.
3: wings i'm flying with nostalgia okay. Yep. <laughs> heroes unlimited is the wind
1: beneath my wings but
0: does it have feathers or no because those are two different <laughs> things
1: <laughs> yeah one one as to your physical beauty so <gasps> <sighs> But yeah,
2: this is uh, Heroes Limited is cute for an, for a very old game, and I, I have a, a, a soft spot for it. But this is a very well-designed modern superhero game. Mm-hmm. Um, you really feel free when you realize you can just reskin everything however you would like to. And having talked to the creators of the game, they really want you to do that. That was the lesson they wanted you to
1: take from this. Rename everything. Mm. Uh, make Just make it your own. Very cool. Yeah. So this is when we talk a little bit about the history of the game before we start learning what we need to know for character creation. Um, so, yeah, we, we talked about this was based on the Sentinels of the Multiverse card game on mm-hmm. the lore. Um, Kickstarted in 2015 uh, and fulfilled in 2016. So that's not too bad. Um, oh, and yeah. then it sounds like there's more on the way, potentially. Yes. Uh, they had a whole list of supplement books that are coming. Hmm. I am sad that I hadn't joined the like TTRPG scene online until like 2015 or so, Uh, maybe 2016. So I missed this, unfortunately, but uh, goodness,
0: you got it now getting that
1: book. I got it now and the book is gorgeous. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited for other stuff. Me too.
0: Let's go over some like terms and concepts before we dive into everything. Um, I just wrote down a bunch based off of like the example character sheet that they gave you in the book, um, the way they kind of labeled everything. I don't know how much of it we really need to go over ahead of time, but we can kind of talk through stuff. Um, I started with attributes.
3: Which isn't really a thing for like the system. It's mostly just you know, you put down your age, your height, what you look like, what your hair is like, your physical attributes are just whatever you want them to be. Yeah, oh.
2: they're just they're just descriptive. They don't have any rules associated with them there. You you can build your character to look like whatever you would like to.
0: Notably, I felt that this was important because there is several lines in that box to describe your costume. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like it was an important thing that we needed to make note of. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, they really want you to feel that superhero vibe. So, there yeah, absolutely there is a tremendous amount of space for just writing down every little detail about your your costume. Does it have that that hex mesh stuff that that movie superhero <laughs> costumes have or is it just spandex? Uh, I hope mm-hmm. it has some
0: fringe. I think.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know. We'll see what we roll. I don't know if we can roll for yeah, fringe or not, did- but
2: we did a, we did a one shot of this with uh, with James Damato and uh, I, I know my character was super disco inspired so she might have had some fringe. Uh, that'd be very good. Nice.
0: More more superheroes with fringe, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, characteristics they have background, archetype, power source, and personality. Now, sheets.
2: those are actually meat and potatoes for this game. Each one of those four characteristic list, uh, blocks is is one step of the character creation process. You're, you're going to roll or choose a background and archetype, a power source, and a personality, and then each one of those will inform more choices you will make at that level. Okay. So... So background will be where your character came from. It'll be things like, oh, my character has an academic background, or they're an alien, or they're from outside, out of time somehow. Uh, archetype is, uh, the, ty- the, the way they got their powers, essentially. I'm sorry, mm. got that backwards. Power source is the way they got their powers. So it can be things like natural, like you're powered by the, the trees, you swamp thing, you're the elements, mm. or experiment. Someone messed with you and get, and gave you an adamantium skeleton. You've got six origins, you're Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, archetype is what you do with the powers that you got in power source. Do you do you use them to blast? Are you a sniper? Are you up mm. close puncher? And then personality is personality.
0: Oh,
3: that makes that sense. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, principles. Principles are interesting in that as you are making your character, uh, two of those characteristics that you get will tell you a principal category that you will be able to choose a principle from Mm -hmm. Uh, and those principles will uh, generally be something that's important to the character. So, you know, if you want to be Spider-Man, you can have that principle of like the mask and making sure that you never reveal who you are. And then also say having a principle of responsibility to everyone and everything at all times, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But in addition to being a personality thing, it also gives you a couple abilities that you can use to overcome obstacles in if it relates to one of your principles Mm -hmm. Uh, as well. This game has twists as sort of weird uh, penalties or things that might happen, and it gives you a couple suggestions for what types of things might happen as a twist. So if you did have that Spider-Man, I don't want anyone to know who I am, a major twist could be someone figures out who you are under the mask. Mm.
0: Yeah,
2: Or yeah, yeah, and then it'll be like, oh, someone figured out who you are, who is put at risk by this. Is it Mary Jane? Is it Aunt May? Um, the neat thing about the twist, they, they show up whenever you're rolling to uh, attempt to accomplish a goal. Sometimes you'll get like you succeed, but you get a minor twist is that there are mm. so many sources of twists the the villains will have twists that they might that they could uh, potentially inflict on a hero the mm. environment you're in can inflict the twist and then also your principles can so there's a, a wide list of basically suggestions for crazy problems that could arrive
1: arise oh that's interesting it, it feels like uh different moves uh that the gm would have access to um like in a powered by uh, the apocalypse sort of game
2: Yeah. Although in this case, it is it is a a conversation who what what twist because they just want to be whatever's coolest for the scene. Yeah. So you can the players welcome to be like, well, I have principle of the youth. And so someone's put out by my overconfidence in this situation that feels like it would flow well. Oh, very cool.
3: And of course, you don't have to go with anything super elaborate or related to that. Twists can also just be like. I don't know. You take a penalty on your next role Mm -hmm. as a minor twist or something like that. Like there's a giant list Mm -hmm. in the book of here's some sample twists you can do in case, you know, it doesn't make sense for the scene. Or if you just want to do something quickly, you can just pick from that and move on.
0: Very cool. Hero points. I know this one like showed up in lots of different spots when I was reading the book. There's little spots to mark it on your character sheet. What do we do with hero points?
2: Uh, Hero points are something that you earn through gameplay, uh, generally by using overcome actions, which is when you're trying anything that isn't punching someone is almost invariably an overcome action. (laughs) Um, or I, or sorry, anything that's not a boost,
3: a hinder, <laughs> a defend. Uh, when but you, it's with your principle is where you're going to get those hero points. Yes,
2: yeah. When you overcome a problem using one of your principles, you give yourself and everyone else in the party a hero point. Uh, they have a couple potential uh, uses. You can spend them during gameplay to act, to activate a couple of bonuses. They also work between games. This game doesn't really have a progressive XP system. You don't get... Stronger over time, but you you can uh, build experience into collections of comics that, that you see. The next two are called like back issues and collected trades. Oh, okay. Uh, though you can spend those during gameplay for minor benefits, uh, and generally when you spend hero points or collected issues and so or collected trades and so on during gameplay, it's to broaden or modify your character. Uh, you, your characters. This game doesn't have levels one through twenty. Instead your character starts awesome. And uh, if you want to change the way in which they are awesome, you can use the sort of XP system to do that. Nice.
0: All right. Uh, The next ones I have are powers, qualities, and abilities.
3: Ah, the meat. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So powers and qualities are going to be where your dice are coming from whenever you want to do something in the game. Mm. Uh, Every time you roll to do anything, You pick a power, a quality, and then whatever status die your health is at. Or the scene. Yeah. Uh, And then you will roll those three, and on a basic roll for whatever, you'll pick whatever the middle result is. Mm. So you could have, you know, a D6 and 2D10, but if both of the the D10s come up like a 4... And the six comes up a six, then you'll take a four off of the D10. It's not based on die size, just die result. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it also means you have to kind of figure out how you're going to do something power and quality wise. Uh, the way in which you interact with the universe is all pretty much powers and qualities or skills kind of. Mm hmm although they can also just be qualities about yourself. So it might just be like, Oh, I'm creative. It's not really a skill as much as it is a thing about me. So I might use my power creatively. Uh, but yeah, it's powers, your superpowers, qualities, your skills. And then Hmm. the abilities are the actual superpower, uh, like what you are going to be using those dice on. Yeah. Okay. So, so if it, I have, you know, laser vision as a power, that's just there. The abil- abilities will be things like, okay, use this power to do laser vision and uh, damage someone for the middle result and also boost yourself with the lowest result. Hmm. So usually they'll take your standard role, which is just take the middle result and give you, some twist on that either it's specifically better or it lets you hit multiple people or whatever it happens to be Mm -hmm. okay
2: powers tend to be like the raw form of of your power so if you're super strong you're just super strong and if you can think of a way it's applicable you can put it into a basic role Mm. abilities are ways in which you have honed your powers to do specific effects on the battlefield uh that have a little more codification to them
1: right and I see that the abilities are split into different zones. Yes, indeed. Yeah. You get access
3: to your abilities
1: in whatever zone you are
3: currently in, whether it's your health or the danger of the scene that you are in will progress from green, yellow to red. Mm. So if it starts out, you know, you're full health, you're in the green zone. And you always start out in the green zone in your environment. All you have is access to your green abilities. You're not pressed. You're just sort of using your powers in a very mundane sort of way. Not really doing anything flashy because you're not pressed yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're web swinging through the city. But as soon as you either get beat up or the scene has progressed to where things are getting more and more. Uh, chaotic and dangerous, then at that point, you start unlocking more powers and mm. more things you can do as you try and overcome what's happening.
2: Yes. Okay. And uh, you always have access to everything, every power uh, below you as well. So if you're in the red zone, you have access to your yellow and green zone abilities still. Nice. And you'll notice there is actually a fourth uh, category there out. Mm-hmm. Uh, out is if your character has lost all of their uh, their their health. If that happens, it's actually entirely up to the player what that looks like. It's not that you're knocked unconscious or killed. Uh, it can be that you're forced to retreat from the battle, or that you've decided to move to an advisory role. You get to control why you're no longer in the game or in the fight, but you are still in the game. Uh, you, every character gets an out ability. It'll be something you pick up during the personality step. Uh, and every time it's your turn in the game you can still use your out ability even if you've been knocked out of the fight oh very cool i like that one. yeah 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 it's neat and it's pulled straight from the card game so uh because in the card game if your character gets knocked out of the game it could have led to bad feels like the game still has another 10 minutes on it now i just got to sit here but instead you flip your your uh character card to the out ability and you still do it every time it's your turn
0: i also think that that That's makes cool. sense for like comics in general because how many times are people dead but then surprise not actually dead so exactly like, it doesn't yeah. make sense mm-hmm. to just be like oh that's it your character's done now like that's mm-hmm. that's not how that works
3: <laughs> yeah it also is sort of a weird thing for comics to be like ah yes you know batman and robin are fighting and Bat- Batman falls down and can't get up and now it's just Robin as Batman looks at him <laughs> right. generally you're gonna get to the end of the fight before consequences really take you know, place yeah and even if Batman takes a knee he's
2: still throwing batarangs or doing something with a wrist computer that's that's the way he, uh, he still contributes
3: look, he
0: threw out mm-hmm. his back he's not what he used to be he's just gonna lay there and, like just take oh, a minute my
3: sciatica.
0: <laughs> look okay sciatica is serious
3: <laughs> no jokes back pain hurts.
2: <laughs> pain throughout my back and you know it Robin
0: <laughs> are there any other terms that we missed here that you think people need to know
2: uh, I, I definitely, we talked a little bit about the whole green, yellow, red status zone mm-hmm. thing. That is something that's inspired by what's called the gyro system, which stands for green, yellow, red Whoa. out. Uh, and, uh, I know uh, <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> when you look at the health range, you'll see that there's green, yellow, red there as well. And black, which is just, that's when you're unconscious. Um, or out of the fight for whatever reason, that part is really important. You'll notice that there are dice assigned to each range, their status die, green, yellow and red. Uh, that's because during your personality step, your character will get uh, things like stoic is straight D eights because no matter what's happening in the fight, you're cool as a cucumber where someone might be optimistic and start with a D 10 in, in green and end with a D six in red because their optimism is fading as the fight gets worse and worse mm. for them. Uh, so definitely wanted to, uh, the environment in this game actually serves kind of as a character. It gets a turn in the initiative step and everything. And, uh, each time it ticks, it moves further and further towards red zone, uh, to kind of ratchet up the tension. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. So there you go. Yeah. When you're looking at the character sheet, that's about everything that's on there, but
1: there's a lot more to it. I'm sure we can uh, get into the the nitty gritty as we go through uh, the character mm-hmm. creation process. Does that mean we're ready to to make some people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's make some people. Let's make some people. All right. So I already filled out a uh, player name. Whoa. On my <laughs> sheet. Settle down.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. The, D- the DM will do that. <laughs> Okay.
0: So we were going to do this like <laughs> on air for the people, Ryan.
1: So, like, I, know, right? I know. I apologize. I'm ahead of the game. All
0: right. So I'm going to write player name. I'm going to pick Amelia.
1: There you go. Nice. Actually, my
0: parents mm-hmm. picked it, but.
1: I think you might need to roll for oh, that. Oh,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> get, get your book out. Yep. We'll see what happens. Um, okay. So, yeah. What what are the first steps then uh, to getting our people created? I'll tell you what. The very first step is to roll 2D10. Okay. Oh, boy. Already starting off the bat with the dice. It's
0: the red ones. Mm-hmm. Heck if yeah. Because
1: we're going to figure out
3: what our character's background is. Ooh. And when you're doing this, the two Eat. dice you roll can either be either one individually or you can take the total of them combined. Yep. So you'll have two or three options for what your background is. Yep. So keep track okay. of your individual die results. Okay. So I got a five and a nine, which means I could be unremarkable, a performer, or anachronistic. Ooh, someone from out of time. Ooh, I'm definitely being anachronistic. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting.
1: So I got a six and an eight. So I could be law enforcement or tragic, um, but I could add them together and get anachronistic as well. Nice. Nice. Let's all be anachronistic. Let's be turtles in time. <laughs> I, I can't. I rolled a 10 and a
2: 7, so all I can be is academic, military, or interstellar. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Giant yeah, space right. elephant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to recreate my character.
0: Uh, let's see here. I got...
2: <laughs> my sinister plan.
0: I got 5. Unremarkable. 8, which is tragic. or. Eight and five together is 13, which I can do is math. Uh, medical.
1: Ooh.
2: Yeah, that's where you start as an EMT or a doctor, some sort of strange doctor.
1: So I really like uh, anachronistic as well. I could go tragic. I could I just mix things up. Pick tragic. I'm going interstellar because that's awesome. <laughs> there you go. Are you, are you picking uh, I think tragic? I'm Okay, then I'll go anachronistic as well, uh, because I'm not interested in law enforcement right now.
2: Tragic is a classic pick. I'm pretty sure if you were to build Batman, he'd start with Tragic. (sighs) What?
0: You can pick Tragic, too, if you want.
1: Most optimistic uh, background for a character ever. (laughs) Okay, so so we got our uh, backgrounds, and it looks like each background comes with qualities. Yeah, so that's
3: going to give you a couple things there.
1: I'm assuming we we record those qualities in the quality thing, or do we uh, do we get all four of those? Nope. Uh, let's see. Which oh. one did you choose? Anachronistic. So with anachronistic,
2: you are going to uh, it says to assign your D10 and your D8 to two of these qualities. So you're going to pick two, one of them at D10 and the other at D8. And on the second page of your character sheet, you'll see a drop down. If you have the PDF, I don't know if you're fully winging it. Yeah. Um, then you're going to uh, in the quality list, you'll put, write down one of, of those and then assign it a D10
1: or a D8. OK, so I can choose between history, magical lore, technology and select from physical qualities category.
2: Yep. So if you want your character to be a uh, a fighter, then this is your first good chance to uh, to go get like
3: physical or close combat or something like that. All right. You know what? If you're going to go with that, I'm going to do unremarkable. <laughs> oh, fun. I was just a regular old person. (laughs) Yeah, that happens all the time. All right, that's a that's a
2: a more classic backstory for for superheroes. There almost isn't. Yeah.
0: Okay. Obviously, I'm picking banter.
1: Oh, there you go, Lee. I'm going to take creativity for one. I've got uh, magical lore and technology. Ooh, you're uh, a techno wizard. Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> Close combat, imposing, or any mental.
1: If you,
2: what I've done is, I have a couple of sheets open here. So, um, if you, you guys have the quality lists in front of you,
1: mm-hmm.
2: no, perfect. Now, for now, I would recommend this. This step also gives you one of your two principles. Uh, but principles are way far away in the book, and you don't know that much about your character yet. So what I like to do here, and this is just a house rule I follow, is that rather than going and digging up the, the principles of this stage, I just write down principle of whatever type of principle they tell you, and then I'll I'll just deal with it later. Okay. So mine says uh, choose an esoteric principle. Yep. So just huh. write down prin- uh, under the uh, that section of the sheet, just write principle of esoteric, and we'll just change it out later when we get to that section. Okay. So I will be taking creativity at a D12 and deep space lore at a D6 for my start.
1: Mm.
0: So when it says any mental, like where's, where are those Okay, so letters? the
1: mental qualities.
0: Trying to find. So something. page
1: 47, right?
2: Uh, that is, if you've got the PDF open, that is page uh, 55 of the book. Okay. Mm. I just duplicate the tab and go to page 55 and hold it because you're going to need that page a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking here, and uh, in the book, the powers and qualities list, um, they give the categories for the powers and qualities, and then they've got a, a whole range of things underneath that.
2: Uh-huh. And towards the back of the book, there is a section that explains in, like, one sentence descriptions what each of these means. But like we were oh, saying earlier, uh-huh. you can reskin these, name them whatever you want. You can even come up with new ones if you want to, and it won't mess with the game that much. Mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. I'm going to put a little sticky tab on this part.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with Magitech because that's just cool.
2: Now, the last thing it's going to tell you is a set of dice to roll. Oh, yeah. And when you roll those dice, it's going to work just the same as this step. So what you want
1: to do is roll them and then uh, keep uh, tabs of what each die rolled. Okay. So for anachronistic, I've got roll a D10, D8, and a D6 for power source selection.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. So
1: you're just going to want to roll that and then keep
2: those numbers. And it's going to work the same way, uh, except that since you're rolling three dice, you can pick any single one of the three dice or any combination of two. You can't choose all three of them. Okay. Six,
3: eight, and two. Let's see. I got five, six, seven. So, I can be mystical, get my powers from nature a relic that I found,, uh, or I can add together to be supernatural or an artificial being. oh wow, or cursed
1: there's a lot of there's a lot of choices there,
3: oh yeah there's twenty because options
2: in in each category at the moment,
3: yeah, well, because I'm unremarkable, I don't think I'm gonna go with artificial
1: being. <laughs> Could be an unremarkable artificial being. Yeah. Just the most boring robot. Well, I mean, like in uh, in Marvel, they've got the uh, what do you call those? The gosh. Life model decoys. Yeah. The life model decoys that are they're pretty unremarkable until they're not. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're
2: they're perfect replications of the person, except they're robots inside. Yeah, exactly.
1: And uh, and they're just, you know. A lot stronger and more durable.
3: No, I think I'm going to be cursed. I was a regular
1: person and then someone cursed me. Honestly, there Cursed is such a good background. Like, mechanically, it's one of my favorites. I feel cheated because two of my dice add up to another die that I roll uh, six and two. Oh. Yeah, I got two of the
0: same numbers. So um, it's kind of. You can if still add them
1: together. Um, eight and two tech upgrades. Oh, wow.
2: I got a 10, a 7, and a 4, which gives me a, a lot of options. Uh... Wow! I could be an experimentation. I can be a relic. I could be a tech upgrades. I could be an alien, which is perfect for if I want to, uh, <laughs> to really play up the interstellar thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I can also do extra dimensional, which also plays into that. Is, yeah, absolutely. I can do extra dimensional <laughs>
1: or supernatural. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I got training, uh, nature, powered suit, tech upgrades, and alien i think are my choices yeah
0: yeah i got a six a four and a six so i can do uh let's see experimentation nature tech upgrades or artificial being
2: i'm definitely taking extra dimensional that's a that's a rare opportunity and i'm taking it that sounds really cool a powered suit of magitech armor would be really
0: cool Oh, that would be pretty dope
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. You could have the whole thing like just be an amulet. And then when you say the passphrase, it like, oh, yeah, grows out all over yourself.
3: A nice magical
1: girl transformation. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going. I don't know. You've, you've convinced me with that one.
0: One of the ones for nature <laughs> is swimming. So that sounds pretty uh. cool. <laughs>
3: <It's> pretty neat. <laughs>
2: Now, uh, uh, you'll want to keep those dice results, because, uh, those dice as w- well as their results, because now you're going to take those dice you just rolled and assign them the way that this step tells you to.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. You'll have a selection of specific powers or power co- categories to choose from. Mm-hmm. And. So if you rolled a six, eight and a 10, one of those powers will be at a six, one at an eight, one at a 10.
2: Yeah. And that's the, that's a D six, a D eight, a D 10. And uh, you don't need for this step. You're not using the results. You're just
1: using the dice. Oh, okay. I'm going to turn to my powered suit section here.
0: Oh, I can't decide. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Yeah. assign one die to
2: the power, power suit. Now, what you'll see here is that you, as we go through your character kind of comes together it's sort of the reason I like this random character creation system so much is that it's not just you know roll a bunch of random dice put the numbers together now try to interpret that each step is providing you with a bunch of choices and you're kind of seeing your character sculpted from
1: clay as you're going Mm -hmm.
0: what did you pick Ryan
1: powered suit suit. Um, so I've got a d6 a d8 and a d10 and so I signed one of those three dice to powered suit right yeah
3: so how and important do you want that suit to be as far as your powers go? Right. Yeah, and if, then the other two most important b- abilities,
1: thing. the other two dice go to the other abilities you select underneath.
3: No. Uh, so there's a list of powers there. Yeah. So it'll say you have to put one into the powered suit because you're a powered suit. But mm-hmm. then the other ones will be like select from, you know, technology or whatever. Yeah. So,
1: so it says uh, select from. Assign the rest of the dice you rolled at the end of the background step to the following powers. Awareness, cold, elasticity, blah, 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 blah.
3: Yeah. So you'll pick two more powers and those will get the other two dice, whatever you don't put into
1: powered suit. So now I've got to go back to that page 47. uh, Just always have that open. (laughs) It has select athletic powers category, select from mobility powers category and mobility sounds super interesting.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, that's how you're going to get your flight if you want to get that. But it's got a bunch of other nonsense that you can do with it as well.
1: Ooh, I could sw- I could select swimming. You could. Yeah, you, could have you mind That's swimming. super swimming. I know. Super swimming. That's true. Super swimming is very different.
0: So assign the dice you rolled. That's like the, so I,
1: the die. Type. The
2: type
0: type. OK. Mm hmm. I was like, I rolled it's all even numbers, suit. but like, what happens if you roll a five?
1: I don't have a d5. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do a d8 for power suit. So I've got a d6 and a d10. That means one's gonna be slightly not as great, and then the d10 gonna be slightly better.
3: Yeah. Generally, when you're looking at the hero, the things that get a d10 or if you're very lucky, a d12 are usually gonna be the things that's like, that's what this character is known for. Like, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. So he, you could even say, like, Iron Man might have a D8 in the suit, and you think, oh, but that's Iron Man. He's got a suit. And you're like, yeah, but it's repulsor blasts that he's known for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if, if you end up
2: with a bunch of powers at D6, you you don't need to make them part of your uh, regular routine. They're just sort of salt and pepper that's on your character because after this step, when you're choosing your powers, you're going to move on to choosing your abilities that those powers use and you don't, mm. uh, you aren't often forced to use powers that you have low dice in. So you can focus on what you're good at and then just in situations where the fact that your character has a D6 in invisibility, uh, you don't usually use it, but hey, maybe, maybe this is a chance to try. Mm. A perfect example of that would be in that second Wonder Woman movie where she's suddenly like, oh, wait, I can make things invisible. I've done this this one time and then I'll never do
3: it again. <laughs> yeah. This might be useful later. doesn't matter. I have yet to watch that. Well, it gives you the
2: origin story for Wonder Woman's invisible jet. And it is um very silly. Oh,
1: so is that <laughs> like the whole point of the, the movie then just for the invisible no. jet? no. No, these, I've, these, I've these, heard bad these, things yes. about the movie. It's
2: an extremely minor background moment, basically there to give the <laughs> fact that they brought Steve Trevor back something for him to do by uh, giving him an airplane to fly. <laughs> oh, geez, but it's invisible. Uh, yeah, but uh, when you're inside it, it's visible. Oh boy, but when you're outside, it's it. It's, are you know, they you,
1: visible? No, because they, they I remember from classic. the comics.
2: The Justice League, like Super Friends era, where you saw yes. Wonder Woman flying seated through the air, <laughs> yeah, just scooting around <laughs> on your butt through the air. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, that movie has so many weird things in it. Uh, it's it's definitely worth a watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not to mention they steal that that jet from a museum, and it is fully gassed, and the museum hasn't has a uh, a, a, la- a takeoff strip. Mm. So I'm going to go
3: the jet in the museum is fully gassed up, fully Love gassed that.
2: up, which taking for me, a person who worked in an airplane museum, you don't want that. They drip. They got that drip. Mm. Anyway, uh, as an extra dimensional, I'm taking that for my back, uh, my, uh, this is the step. This is a, a power source. I've decided to focus in on making kind of like a uh has yes, spit lick or great gazoo type character. So I have put a D10 in illusions, a D8 in transmutations, and a D6 in teleportation.
1: Ooh, nice! So I think I've got mine. Um, I went with D8 power suit, D6 leaping, and D10 signature weapon.
3: Nice, cool. And so you can me- decide what that signature weapon is now, yeah, you can do that at any point.
2: uh signature weapon is you know you're gonna say, oh, it's my repulsor blasts or it's my sword of of
3: uh omens I'm just yeah, gonna put, I have a uh, uh, signature weapon as well, but it is my cursed claws nice. it is the cursed item that has given me my curse
1: powers. Uh, I'm leaning into the magical girl nonsense now. um I just put love as my signature weapon um, <laughs> whatever that uh translates into. <laughs> well obviously it's a tiara with a heart on it yeah pretty
2: much right yeah it's a physical manifestation of love <laughs> just like me <laughs> well <laughs> sort of <technically. laughs> just like cat <laughs> on paper all right And when you're done choosing those, when you hit the point where you've assigned the dice to all of your powers, this step still or this stage still has a few other things to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're going to scroll down just a bit in your power range and it'll tell you to uh, assign some number of uh, yellow abilities. And then if maybe some number of green abilities, not all of the uh, power sources at this step provide green, but you'll choose the number they tell you and that you'll often see that they will say to use different powers for each one. So just keep that in mind. Okay. Nice. They also, when you're looking at those those uh, abilities, you will see uh, a type listing. Uh, there are three types that can be listed there. Uh, a is active. It's something you use on your turn. R is reactive. It's something you do when an, the trigger occurs. It'll tell you that. And I is innate. It's just sort of a buff that's always on. Okay. And this serves as my monthly reminder to purchase a non-mechanical keyboard for when I'm doing podcast stuff.
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, mine says, uh, I get two yellow abilities. Yep. Uh, so each using two a different there. power so I can choose between energy converter, explosive attack and onboard upgrade. Yep. And each one will use a different one of your powers.
3: Do I have to assign it to a power? Yes. You'll assign a power to it. If
2: there's brackets in there, you'll see it'll say power in brackets somewhere oh, okay. in there. You'll take that
1: word and the brackets and replace it with the name of the power. Oh, cool. So onboard upgrade for me says uh boost yourself using power suit. So that's already filled in. But the explosive attack. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you choose that. Um is uh, has that power in brackets. Which mm-hmm. is, Yep. So, so any cool. power but power suit. I really do
2: like the idea of a magical girl who in transformation sequence doesn't just turn into like a an upgraded sailor outfit, but goes straight up into power armor. Yeah.
0: So my That's
1: that's kind of what I'm picturing, right?
0: Says when you take damage from, and then the brackets are element slash energy. So do I have to pick either? It, or, or like uh, one? if you
3: took a power from elemental energy, mm-hmm. then it would be, it would that, be that one. Power. Okay.
0: Cool.
3: Yeah, actually, elemental slash energy is
2: one category. Gotcha. Yeah. What that basically represents is um, if you took, like for example, cold, that would mean that your character has cold blasts, like your Iceman or something, you can shoot cold around. But obviously, Iceman doesn't take a whole lot of damage from cold. So that's him saying, well, when cold hits me, I get a benefit instead. Gotcha. And mine are suitably weird to go along with my whole extra dimensional thing. Uh, I've taken Bizarre Strike, which I'll rename at some point. And... I've set it to illusion. So it's attack using illusion. Use your max die, hinder that target with your mid die, and then also hinder yourself with your min die, which I like because it's perfect for a little interdimensional imp to be constantly prevent, providing weaknesses to himself for the heroes to figure out. Although that would imply I'm making a villain, which clearly I'm not. No, of course <laughs> not. No, just an interdimensional imp on the forces of good, like a, like a bat might. <laughs> yeah. A bat might do that. <laughs> slapstick i don't know someone like that
1: he's a mutant but what are you gonna do all right so i chose explosive attack uh which lets me attack up to three different targets using my signature weapon um apply your max die to one uh your mid die to another and your uh, min die to the third and if you roll doubles take a minor twist or take irreducible damage equal to that die uh that, that sounded pretty cool um, and then onboard upgrade, I have uh boost yourself using power suit, use your min plus mid dice. That bonus is persistent and exclusive. Mm. That sounds pretty cool. So I'm th- I'm I'm picturing onboard upgrade is like the uh the the next level transformation sequence, basically. So like yeah, I'm already right. transformed and now I'm gonna transform again to like my super Saiyan
3: moon prism power.
1: Pretty much. I mean, are you even really a magical girl if you don't have, like, three steps of possible transformation? (laughs) It's true. Um, And then I have to select a green ability, it looks like. Yep. Interestingly, both of my
3: green abilities are just inherent things that happen. I don't have an active ability so far in green.
1: Yeah, my green abilities are also inherent. Yep. Hmm. I think I'll take damage reduction. I'm going to give up teleportation in
2: exchange for infernal, because I have a trick I want to do.
0: I, All right. for my powers, I picked inventions. Mm-hmm. Elemental is radiant. And then uh, for self-control, I picked invisibility.
1: Ooh. Yeah. That sounds really cool.
0: Yeah, but I think that for radiant, it's, it's going to be dark and not light.
2: Mm. It's going to light. Like- I also had to choose a dark radiance i took absorbed essence for my second yellow which is whenever i defeat a minion which is a type of like mook villain in this game mm-hmm. uh i get to roll their die i'll just get to pick up that whole minion and roll them <laughs> and that becomes a boost for me and then i also got a green ability uh and i took a tune and that's why i switched out uh teleportation for cosmic because it- a tune is interesting it it has two bracketed segments, one of them for any power and the other for an energy slash element power. So Hmm. the way it works is I boost myself using illusion, which is a persistent and exclusive boost, which if you see that phrase, it means that uh, that power is that that boost stays with you. You get that bonus to your roles going forward uh, and exclusive means you can't generate another bonus to yourself using that same power. Um, But I boost myself using illusion to create a persistent and exclusive boost. Uh, and while I have that boost up, all the damage I deal is cosmic. Oh, wow. And my idea behind that is that my character's first round action is always to, uh, try and surreptitiously transform himself into a different superhero. Like he turns into captain space and just fires cosmic beams everywhere. But he's not that he's using illusions to pretend to be that.
1: Oh, interesting. That's pretty cool. have
3: picked for my powers. I have signature weapon, which is cursed claws. Ooh, ooh. Uh, and then transmutation and shape shifting because the claws mess with reality around me. Ooh. Dang. Sometimes to my benefit, sometimes not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my two yellow powers are costly strength. I can boost all my allies using transmutation, with both the max and the mid die combined. And then I hinder myself using the minimum die <laughs> team help self-hinder, but I have cursed resolve, which lets me boost myself using shape shifting and then either remove a penalty that is currently on myself or recover health equal to the minimum die. And then I have my green ability is double edged luck. I can reroll any one that comes up on any of my dice once and then take the result that comes from that. So if I'm using say costly strength and it comes up a one, I'll just leave it a one. But if I'm using cursed resolve and I get a one, I'll reroll it. And that's why I like cursed so much.
1: That sounds really cool. Oh yeah.
0: For my yellow ones, I put uh, created immunity, which is when you take damage from, I picked radiant. Um, you may recover that amount of health instead. And then multiple assault, attacking with uh, my invention power uh, against multiple targets. Use the minimum die against each. Mm-hmm. And then for green, I picked created form. Uh, reduce physical damage by one in green, two in yellow, and three in red.
1: All right. All right. Yeah, and then my, uh, I had a question about my damage reduction ability Mm -hmm. for green it says reduce physical or energy damage and that's in brackets uh you take by one while you're in the green zone two while you're in the yellow zone and three while in the red zone um do i just choose physical or energy there nope you're going to pick one type of energy uh that you have if you have one
2: and if Um, you don't have one do i have to choose physical
3: this oh. is like an armor. Ability.
1: Oh,
2: you're right. It's an armor ability. Yeah, uh, you're gonna you're gonna choose an energy damage. I think. Is, am I wrong? No, I think it's just any oh, physical any? or energy. Okay, then yeah, that's okay. real good. Then that is really I think I'll choose energy. I thought then. anytime you saw a bracket, you had to make a choice. Maybe
3: I'm maybe I'm wrong there. I don't know. I'll take a look at the actual wording of it. Powered suit damage reduction. Yeah, so either physical damage or energy damage. Oh,
2: yeah, you're making a choice between physical or energy. That's all the okay. choice is. Okay. I thought
1: there were two sets of brackets. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it sound, I'll, I'll choose energy then. So uh, physical damage isn't reduced, but energy damage would be. There you go. Which sounds cool. Call to watch action. Yeah, like that. I really like this game. Uh, Not only is it gorgeous, it has a really fun character creation system that I enjoyed a lot. Uh, I can easily see this as one I would probably revisit for creating random heroes with. Uh, And I know next week we'll be completing our characters and giving them an identity. But for now, uh, before we let you go for the week, uh, we have some quick calls to action.
0: Uh, like we said in the beginning, remember to check out the One Shot Network Patreon at patreon.com slash one shot podcast. Anyone who pledges five dollars and up, you will get access to the secret archive and you can hear one of our bonus episodes coming out this month. You can also hear the one that came out last month mm-hmm. or a couple other old ones, I think. Um, we are going to be recording more of those soon, which should be really fun to showcase. We might even start pulling in some microgames from other places, uh, like itch.io. Or getting some guests to join us every now and then if we're able to get all the scheduling stuff, you know. um, I think that's one of the things about making a gaming podcast. It's just like actual gaming where scheduling is really hard. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we just want to do some micro character generation or even (gasps) play the games.
1: Blasphemy.
0: I know. It's unheard of. But that's why it's the secret content. (laughs) Um, it'll be a good time no matter what so uh, go ahead and check it out
1: yeah Uh, also we are currently out of reviews to read to you Uh, otherwise we would be doing so right now Uh, if you would like to help us rectify the situation leave us a rating and review on any of the sites where you can do that for podcasts if we can find it we'll read it here if you already left us a review thank you so much If you want to continue helping us out, talk about us online with others, suggest us to people looking for suggestions for podcasts, or even join our Discord at discord.charactercreationcast.com and chat with us about your favorite episodes. Also, you'll be on the ground floor for any big developments as we work towards making our community and podcast even better over time. We look forward to chatting with you.
0: For now, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you had as much fun as we had making this episode. It was an absolutely phenomenal time. You can check out next week's episode where we turn our nonsense up to 11 um, or 11-er, I guess. Um, We create some really great people. So until then, take care, everyone. Stay safe and keep making those amazing people. We'll be back next week. To read some show blurbs
1: show blurbs show blurbs show blurbs show blurbs character creation cast is hosted by the one shot podcast network if you enjoyed our show visit oneshotpodcast.com where you will find other great shows like one shot
0: the most fun way to learn about new games is to play on one shot you can discover the amazing variety in rpgs by listening to actual play Every week, James D'Amato brings you a new episode with a talented cast of improvisers, game designers, and other notable nerds. At least once a month, OneShot features a new system exploring a wide variety of genres. The stories are self-contained, so you can jump in anywhere, and it's a great way to find your new favorite game. Discover the magic of RPGs with OneShot in your favorite podcast app. Design Doc started as a podcast about designing a role-playing game. Over the years, it's turned into so much more. It's a show about the challenges of burnout, making money from creative projects, and what goes into bringing a game to life. Come along with Hannah and Evan in a living documentation of the game design process. One review described it as the audio equivalent of taking a hike with a good friend. You can search for Design Doc on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.